Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Positively Real Podcast. I'm your host and coach, Brittany King. What's a happening? We are back with another episode to help you shift your mindset and create a purpose-driven life. It's so much fun. I pinch myself every day that this is what I get to do for work. It's so fun, so rewarding. I love helping people shift their mindset and take their power back. And it's so cool because I see this happening in my own life. And I know it works, but when it really starts working (laughs) consistently, I'm like jumping for joy because if it works in my life, that means it can work in your life too. You just have to get to work. Lately, I've been feeling this rocket fuel energy alignment And I know that it's because I've been doing this so consistently. And one of the biggest shifts I've made is um, shifting the blame game. So that's what we're going to talk about today. (laughs) Right now, the air conditioning is broken on my side of the house. And I could move my podcast, Sturf, into another part of the house, but I don't want to because this is where I feel the most creative. So this is a labor of love, recording this podcast episode because I love you. And I think what I have to share today might help because it has helped me so much and I'm constantly working on this. So that's what I have to say about that. I'm sweating right now, but it's I'm sweating because I love you. So one of the biggest game changers for me is shifting the blame game. And I'm not going to sit here and say that this is perfect. There's times where I fall into this and I don't even realize it and it can be really sneaky. So I'm going to break it down and explain to you um, what I mean by the blame game because it's really easy to fall into victim mentality. Have you heard about it? Have you heard about victim mentality? Yeah, this mindset sucks. I hate the word sucks, but this mindset is just no bueno. Like nothing good comes out of it when you have a victim mentality. Um, But this is one of this is, I feel like, a big obstacle that we face from living an incredible life. So what is victim mentality and does it apply to you? If you have ever given a reason or excuse for not reaching your goal or being who you want to be because you're a victim of your circumstance or a victim of a bad environment, a toxic relationship, or you're misunderstood, then yes, Yes, this applies to you. It applies to all of us. We've all been there because we grow up learning that other people are responsible for how we feel. And we're going to change that today. We're going to at least start to change that today. Now, the thing is we've all been there. We've all fallen into victim mentality and sometimes it's without even knowing it. And it's not like we walk around presenting ourselves as the quote unquote victim. Victim mentality is actually really sneaky because it can be super justified. And especially if you've been harmed in some sort of way in your past. And most of us have been, and there's different levels of that harm. Um, But the thing about the past is we can't change it or control it. Now, the beautiful thing is you don't have to let it control your present or your future. So that's one of the reasons why victim mentality is sneaky. And and on the other hand, it's even sneakier because you might not be aware of any harm that's been done from your past, yet you still find yourself falling into victim mentality. So that might not even be anything from your past that you can pinpoint that you've been quote unquote the victim, but you still fall into victim mentality. So we've all been there and nothing has gone wrong. It's just a matter of managing your mind. So regardless of where you stand, it's important to remember that when you identify as a victim, no matter the reason, you give all your power away. And this affects the way that you show up for your life. 
So the first thing is victim mentality does not mean you're weak. It doesn't mean that you're not strong. It's not that at all. It's just a belief pattern that we have established in our brains that affects our life. That's it. It's just a belief pattern. It doesn't mean you're not amazing, capable, incredible human being because you are. It just means that we have a mentality that's created a pattern loop in our brain. That's it. It's the same way we think about like diet and food culture. You know, there's like this cycle in your life, diet mentality, right? We all familiar with diet mentality. It can be changed. So can victim mentality. So let's talk about if you're like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm tracking. Let's, let's dive into this, shall we? So what are the indicators of victim mentality? So there's blame, there's defensiveness, there's hiding, complaining, and making it all about you. So let's break this down because I think this is really important to recognize because I know I was like, I'm not victim mentality. And then <laughs> I check into with these indicators. I'm like, okay, yeah, no, definitely fall into this sometimes. And it's all good right? We're just learning about ourselves. So the first one is blame. And this is the main way that victim mentality shows up in our life, especially with my clients. You know, they don't always see it as blame. They see it as an explanation to as why they are miserable, right? They see it as someone else's fault. So this comes up all the time, right? So if so-and-so hadn't done the thing, then this wouldn't be happening in my life is basically the formula, right? It's like, if this didn't happen, then this wouldn't be happening right here. And that's where we get stuck because we're giving others all the power for how we feel. That's victim mentality. That's really it in a like pretty little bow. When we give our power to someone else based off of how that experience made us feel, that's victim mentality, right? So it's completely taking away responsibility for our negative thoughts because of some person or thing in our life. To be in your power, you have to take responsibility for your emotions, which means that you're taking responsibility for the thoughts creating the emotion, okay? So what I always suggest, and if you've been listening to me, you know that I'm gonna go this path, but it's important that you look over your thoughts, right? Look over your thoughts and see what's going on. Do you find yourself blaming anyone else for the things that you don't like about yourself or any other negative thoughts that you feel? If you do, then it's possible that you suffer from victim mentality. So that's the first one is blame. The second one is defensiveness. Going off the subject of blaming and how it relates to victim mentality, defensiveness is another big indicator. Think about these questions for a moment. Is there someone in your life that you think is the cause of your pain? Yes or no? Is there someone in your life that you feel is causing you a lot of trouble? Yes or no? If yes, do you understand that you're blaming someone and that you suffer from victim mentality? Now, if you felt defensive when I asked that question, if you felt like, hey, you don't know me. You don't know my life. My situation is totally different. Let me justify all the reasons why they are responsible for how I feel, right? Do you feel like you need to explain yourself to me? Then you, in fact, are experiencing victim mentality because victim mentality pokes the bear with defensiveness. This is important because when you start to go on the defense, that is the first act of war. Byron Katie said that. Defense is the first act of war. If you feel like you need to defend yourself against other people, then yeah, you're probably 
in victim mentality. Okay? So that defensiveness. Now, the next one that is an indicator of victim mentality is hiding. When you're in victim mentality, you tend to avoid the spotlight. You don't share your feelings. You don't express yourself. Right? This makes sense because if we feel like we're being victimized, we don't want to put ourselves out there because we're afraid that we might become under attack. So we retreat. We withdraw. We disassociate. That's another sign of victim mentality. Now, the next one is complaining. If you have victim mentality, you will find yourself complaining a lot. You'll be negative, right? Like I know for me when I was stuck, quote unquote, at my last job before starting my business, I was complaining so much and I don't complain a lot. And so (laughs) I was like every single day. And when that was happening, I was in the space of being the victim, And sometimes it still happens when I complain, but that's always my indicator that I'm shifting into victim mentality and I have the opportunity to shift and take my power back, right? I – it was very easy to complain about how I was being treated or how things were unfair or how, you know, ridiculous so-and-so's comment was, blah, 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 right? It's so easy to blame the other person for all the problems that were going on. And it's this habitual thought process that creates – self-pity and you start to feel sorry for yourself and then you feel trapped. So you throw yourself this little pity party, you think you're going to feel better and you don't and then you get stuck. So when this happens, just take note of the words you say, literally. And maybe not even when you're spiraling, maybe just in your day-to-day. Are the words that you say often negative? Do you find yourself complaining a lot? Do you make excuses for your behavior? If so, these are all indicators of victim mentality. So the last indicator is making it all about you. So you'll notice when someone is the victim, they're always the target of someone else. So it's not that they're saying like, they attacked me or I'm attacked, but it's more so like the language, they did something to me. Like this is the to me. This is happening to me, right? It's how people tell stories that involve themselves and others. So let's say someone didn't invite you to brunch, And the thought is, they didn't invite me on purpose. It's not true. What happened was they just didn't invite you, right? It doesn't mean that they did anything to you. In fact, they might have not even thought of you. They might have had a thousand logical reasons for not inviting you. But you spin the facts to make it seem like they did something to you and that you're a victim of their invite list, You can't help but make it about you. This one used to come up for me quite a bit. That was a real example, by the way. (laughs) One time my girlfriends were all at brunch and God bless Instagram, saw they were all together and I didn't know about it and I was like devastated and I felt so sorry for myself and I totally shifted into victim mentality. I was making it all about me and all this like ridiculous stuff and you know, there's obviously reasons why And it all makes sense. But in that moment, I felt like the victim, like they excluded me on purpose, which when you take a step back and look at those thoughts, it's so ridiculous. And that would happen to me a lot. And as I've been doing this work and shifting my mindset, that stuff doesn't even like twinge me anymore. So I know personally, it's easy to shift out of, uh, it's easier to shift out of victim mentality when you're aware of the indicators. Makes sense. So now that you know the indicators, like let's talk about where victim mentality comes from. Because most people acquire this victim mentality from things that happened many, 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 many years ago, right? 
There's an instance from the past where you're a victim. Usually it's something to do with childhood and it's very easy to adopt victim mentality. Even though the event is long over, it still feels very present in our day to day. Like for me, I always reference my childhood. I bring up things that happened as a child to justify my victim mentality. I believe that um, I was justified in having the victim mentality, but it did me no good. One of the biggest areas that I have felt victim mentality was around school, traditional schooling. Like I felt like traditional schooling was out to get me. And especially being diagnosed with ADHD, I would always blame my doctor and my school for telling me that I'm not smart enough. Now, they never said that I wasn't smart enough, but I just always took all of the things that I had to do differently as being not smart enough. And so that had carried with me for most of my life. And you've definitely heard me talk about this before, but I was always blaming. And when I look back to the comment of the person leaving me um, a comment on my podcast, this podcast, and I will share a little bit more about that later, it triggered that. It triggered that belief that I had of school. I'm like, well, if school didn't tell me that I wasn't smart enough, then I wouldn't have believed the comment or I wouldn't have gotten so defensive of the comment when someone called me a moron. But more on that later. So Anytime that something would go wrong or I would feel incapable, I would always just blame ADHD and school and all the things, right? Now, this is a huge problem because it's very powerless. And every time something goes wrong, I just blame instead of taking responsibility for my emotions. So the thing about victim mentality is we always are looking for someone to blame, So every victim has a villain, right? As soon as we have someone to blame, it's easy to put them subconsciously in a position as the villain and position ourselves as the victim. Even if you can get enough people to side with you and agree with you, right? Even though it can be super justified, still the victim, still powerless. So basically, I'm creating feelings of hopelessness, disempowerment, and a lot of fear within myself. Most of the time, the person I'm blaming doesn't even know what I'm doing, yet my reality is that they are in charge of how I feel. Do you get why that's so powerless? Sentences like, I can't believe they did this to me. I'm so pissed they hurt my feelings. They hurt my feelings when they did this. Whew, so powerless. When I think about the person that I've identified as the villain, I would never consciously delegate my emotional well-being to that person. But ironically, that's exactly what I've done. Now, don't worry. This is not all terrible, right? This is actually great news because it doesn't have to be this way. I have a choice. You have a choice. We all have a choice. We get to choose not to be the victim and therefore not allow a villain, quote unquote, to be responsible for our thoughts, words, decisions, actions, and results. So let me give you an example of the same circumstance, different reaction. This example is going to show you how victim mentality doesn't serve you and how your power of choice determines the outcome for how you feel. So aka, you're responsible for your emotional well-being. Okay. So let's say you go to a family gathering and at the dinner table, your aunt or someone you love says something that you take as offensive, right? Let's say she says, everybody thinks you're so lazy. Option one, you could immediately go into a place of feeling hurt and projecting hate, frustration, anger onto this person who's a family member that you love. You could go into the kitchen and complain to your partner 
about how rude everyone is, especially the relative that made the comment and how mean she is and nasty, right? In doing so, you're throwing yourself a big old pity party by feeling sorry for yourself and blaming someone else. That's victim mentality. Make sense? Okay. So the circumstance stays the same, right? You're at the same family gathering. The same aunt who you care about says, you're so lazy. Everyone thinks you're so lazy. Now here's your choice. You could react or you could think that's your opinion. Maybe people agree with you, but it has nothing to do with me and I'm not going to take that on. I am choosing not to spin into a space where I'm giving you my control of how I feel emotionally. So in that moment, you get to decide how you feel about the comment and the person. In a situation like that, you can choose not to give into being the victim because you're choosing not to give your power away to that person. In fact, I don't even want to be angry or upset, right? Because it doesn't serve a purpose. Like if you're choosing to be angry or upset, it's counterproductive. It just makes you angry and upset and it pushes you further away from what you do want. So you're like, okay, I hear you, but like what do you do in a situation like that, right? So there's a couple things that you can do. You can just shut it down right away. I think saying, you know, that was comment was totally unnecessary. How about we move on? Or you could say, well, that's an interesting opinion, right? My personal favorite is opinions are like assholes. Everybody has one. Uh, (laughs) I've used that one a couple times. Usually this happens, you know, when if someone's had too much to drink at family functions, they don't necessarily have full control over their thoughts or their actions. But that's besides the point. The point is you are in charge of how you feel. I am in charge of how I feel. She is in charge of how she feels. He is in charge of how he feels. They are in charge of how they feel. And that's what's most important. No one is responsible for how you feel other than yourself. When we choose not to let these things get to us, it changes the experience and the world for the better. It changes your experience and the world for the better. When you attempt to take responsibility for how you feel in every single moment, you are in complete control and in all of your power. It is your responsibility to determine how you feel because your feelings come from your thinking, not what someone says. It's your thoughts about what they say that creates how you feel. Tracking with me? All right, let's keep moving and grooving. So you might be agreeing with me, but you also might be thinking, okay, Brittany, I hear you, but isn't that being a doormat? Like if someone can say whatever they want about you and you don't get upset or angry, like are you just letting them walk all over you? I think the exact opposite is true. When someone says something about you and you allow it to devastate you, you give them your power. And then once you blame them and make them the villain, that's you being a doormat because now they're just like – in control of how you feel. What I'm saying is this approach doesn't mean you don't say anything back. You're just not reacting out of anger or a negative emotion created based on what they said. If someone says something to you that you perceive as rude and you blow them off, that's a totally different experience than lashing out like an emotional child. That person's opinion and what they say has everything to do with the person and nothing to do with you. Let me repeat that. That person's opinion and what they say has everything to do with the person and nothing to do with you. Make sense? In fact, if you handle a circumstance this way without reacting, you stay in your integrity. 
You stay in your emotional well-being and the person who makes the comment reveals themselves to you and anyone else that's around and it's revealing that they're in a negative place. I mean, think about it. When people say mean, unthoughtful, rude, offensive, derogatory things and when they especially aren't aware of what's going on, they're not in a positive place. Most people that are in a positive place, they have very nice, wonderful things to say. <laughs> like, you know the difference. You've been around both, right? So you can either go down to that level and accept their negative comment as a victim, or you can handle it as someone that's not a victim. Same circumstance, very different experience. Isn't that fun? Do you feel empowered by this? Are you confused? If so, send me a message so I can help you with this, because this is one of the most powerful things that you can learn, not to blame others for how you feel. The next thing I want to talk about is the emotions that you might experience when someone says those words to you. So someone says those words to you, and it doesn't mean that you're not going to experience a negative emotion like embarrassment or shame. It doesn't mean that you're not experiencing the emotion. What it means is you're not dwelling on it and you choose to let it go so you can rise above it. So yeah, someone might say something and you might have thoughts about it that might make you feel shame, but you're not reacting to the shame Instead, you are releasing it, processing it, and letting it go. Cool? Okay, so it's very important as we continue going down this path to remember that negative emotions are an indicator of negative thoughts, okay? Thoughts create how we feel, nothing else. So if you're experiencing negative emotion that's coming from your thoughts, my friend, the thoughts you feel in response to a real or perceived negative experience is creating your emotional vibration. Like whatever emotion you're feeling is coming from your thoughts. The reason for your negative emotion in any given moment is always from your thinking, not what the person said. This is so important and I tell my clients this all the time. I'm going to tell you this too. The reason for any negative emotion at any given time is always your thinking and not what the person said. I can't emphasize this enough. If I'm the reason I'm feeling shame in that moment, I still have my power. If I give credit for feeling shame to another person, I've handed my power over in a pretty little box and now I'm the victim again. Do you see how that works? So let's say someone says something to you that you just don't believe at all. Like, let's say they say you are a really slow runner, but you know that you're not a slow runner. Like, you know that you're fast or you're whatever. You're like, yeah, I'm a fast runner. You know your time. You believe in your speed. You won't react to it, right? You won't say, oh, you hurt my feelings when you said I'm a slow runner, right? You won't go into victim mode because there's no part of you that believes what they said. But when someone says something and you believe it, there's a part of you or there's a part of you that believes it, it gets you. The reason it gets you is because of the thought you're thinking that believes what they're saying. That's it. This doesn't mean you give power to them. All it means that you need to go back, look at the thought later on. You need to take care of yourself and start to understand what's going on with you. It is truly an amazing opportunity to connect to the part of you that believes that negative comment and then you have a chance to change it. So I kind of mentioned this example before, and I'm going to bring it back. It's the comment on the podcast when someone called me a moron. I don't even remember the comment, but it was something along the lines of this girl's a well-known moron. 
she doesn't have her life together. I can't remember, honestly. I you could go and look for it. It's on podcast reviews. But <laughs> when I when I read that review, whoo man, in that moment, I wanted the ground to swallow me, right? I wanted to hide. Indicator number one. And then indicator number two, I felt myself getting all sorts of defensive. Those were my two clues, right? Whenever you feel like you want to hide or you're getting defensive, you have to remind yourself, "Uh uh-oh, I'm going into victim mentality. Poor me. How could they say that about me? I can't believe they did this to me, right? That's what's happening in my mind. Just like that, it happens super fast. And that's why you have to be the watcher of your brain. You have to have a practice to separate yourself from your thoughts. Because in that moment, I gave all my power away to this person on the internet. I don't even know who left that comment, right? I gave all my power to their words. So when you feel defensive and you're getting ready to fight and defend yourself, what's most important is to take a deep breath and remind yourself, I am not going into victim mentality. I'm not going to turn this person who said these things about me and my podcast into a villain. I'm going to take a deep breath and see why it bothers me. That was the best thing that had happened to me. Like It was such an amazing experience because when I did take a deep breath and I sat down with a coach to reflect on why it bothered me so much, I could find truth in the statement. Now, it circles back to the beliefs that I've had about not being smart enough and tying back to my schooling and all of the things that I blamed for most of my life. So I was like, well, because of this and then this and my my mom used to use the word moron and oh my goodness, I was blaming left and right victim mentality. But with coaching, I was able to sit down and reflect and see what was going on in my mind, right? And I was able to find truth in the statement. That was one of the comments that, or the questions my coach asked me. She's like, is there truth in this statement? I was like, yeah, I'm a moron sometimes. I'm also not a moron sometimes, but like I can find truth in it. I can see how someone could say that about me. I'm not for everyone. Maybe my grammar's not great. Maybe I like say stupid shit sometimes. I don't know, but I can see why they said that. And then I could see what emotions it stirred up in me. So I neutralized it by gets giving myself some space between the person that made the comment and my thoughts about it. Like think about if someone says you're selfish, you could probably find some ways that you're selfish and agree. So that's the first thing is like when someone makes a comment and you feel yourself getting defensive, find the truth in it. I sat in the discomfort. I learned from it. I found truth and I let it go. What was so great was once I worked through this, my coach reminded me of all of the people out there who have been called morons and are millionaires and are very successful at what they do. So we came up with this mantra morons make money. (laughs) And it shifted everything for me. I was able to learn from my experience and then teach my experience. And I feel very grateful for that review. And I feel very grateful for any negative feedback I get. This happens all the time, um, especially when I get a review from a client that's not super happy with their experience. Like I could feel myself getting defensive and be like, oh my God, you didn't do the work. You like made excuses, right? Like, whoo could feel that right initially. And then I just drop in. I'm like, yeah, I can find truth in this. I totally understand them. And when you just agree, you're like, yeah, no, I get that. You take all of your power back. Byron Katie says, when you're willing to accept the parts of yourself that aren't perfect, you maintain your power. Oh my goodness. And it works. That's not to say you're not going to feel that defensiveness right away, but you'll be able to catch yourself and then redirect because it's an amazing ability to recognize the emotion of defensiveness and then let it go. It's truly pure magic, pure magic. All right, my friends. So that is what I have to share with you today about the blame 
game. This is going to be like a two-parter because I want to share next what we can do about victim mentality, okay? When you find yourself being defensive, if you can find a way to release that desire to fight and defend yourself, to know that there's nothing that needs to be defended and that other people can have opinions about whatever they want and you don't have to argue or prove your worth because you know that your worth is inherent, you are limitless. And that's where vulnerability comes in. So we shift from victim mentality and we shift into vulnerability. Now, vulnerability is a positive alternative to the victim mentality. So next week, we are going to look at vulnerability and why it yields strength to those who understand and embrace it. All right, my friend. I hope that you got something from this episode. If you have any questions or you need help working through some defensiveness or blame, let me know. I am here for it and I am so here for you. If you're looking for a practice to really work through this, always start with doing thought downloads. Always look at your thoughts. Look at where you're blaming people in your life for certain things. That's where I would start is just having non-judgmental awareness, compassionate curiosity about what's going on, who are you blaming, seeing if you can let that go and start to take your power back. I hope that you have a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful rest of your week, the beginning of the month. Oh my goodness. Life is so good. I hope that it's treating you well. Um, If you are interested in coaching, my August one-on-one clients um, are totally booked out, but I am on a wait list for September. So I am taking a couple of discovery calls for clients that are interested in starting in September. If you want to get on the wait list, sign up, link in the bio. I am here for it and I'm here for you. Even if you just want to chat on the phone or on Zoom so I can help guide you a little bit, I'm here for that too. But that's why I'm here. I am here to serve you. I am here to help you live an amazing life and it all starts with your thoughts. So if you have any questions, holla at your girl. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your week. Until next time, remember to love yourself, own your happiness, and let your light shine because you're so worthy of it, my friend. Until next time.